A sensible pants suit, a practical cropped haircut, a strong relationship with foreign dignitaries and a willingness to serve her country. I'm not talking about Hillary Clinton. I'm talking about the ex-Chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel. Although Clinton does speak with admiration about Angela Merkel in the new documentary entitled Merkel. Director Eva Weber is my guest. Eva, welcome to you. Hi, thank you so much for asking me to join. Angela Merkel led Germany for 16 years from 2005 to 2021. A really extraordinary feat. Your film begins and ends with seamless editing, uh, cutting between impassioned speeches from Donald Trump, uh, you know, to build the wall, and Angela Merkel retelling her memory of the fall of the Berlin Wall. There's a symmetry here. What is the wall and how does it signify the career and life of Angela Merkel? I mean, the wall, the German wall, the fall of the wall, I mean, I think you could probably say that is the moment where Angela Merkel's life changed. And I don't know how many of your listeners know this, but she grew up in East Germany in a dictatorship. And with the fall of the wall, she reinvented her life. Um, She calls it herself the magic of a new beginning. She was a scientist before, and then she entered politics. And you could not, I mean, her life before the fall of the wall and her life after couldn't be any more different. As uh, former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair points out in the film, politically, Merkel was known for being very practical and unideological in her, her governance. And I wondered if her scientific background uh, led into that kind of attitude. And, and why do you think she got along with Barack Obama so well Uh, who was quite ideological, you could say, in his leadership. Um, I think her scientific background definitely plays into how she conducted herself in politics. It is very fact-based. It's fundamentally non-populist. She was always and forever searching for a compromise. And she was also very detailed-oriented. And I think that's actually what her and Obama had in common. Their relationship didn't start out so well. Um, Hillary Clinton talks about it in the film. There was a certain amount on Angela Merkel's side. People say there was a certain amount of, um, she was a little bit cautious. She wasn't 100%. I mean, all these people kind of, uh, um, I mean, all this kind of like when he came to Berlin and talked to the um, Siegesäule in Berlin and hundreds of thousands came. She was a little bit kind of dubious. Um, But what they had in common was the attention to detail Um, fact-based and really wanting to do politics for, I guess, for the best best interest of the country and the wider world. Your film touches on a few key points of Merkel's time in leadership. This partnership with uh, Russia and Putin was one of these, but her decision to open the border to Syrian refugees in 2017 was certainly another. She was awarded uh, Germany's highest honour, uh, the Grosskreutz or the Grand Cross in April. And this has kind of coincided with a lot of reflection on her legacy. How are people reflecting on this at the moment, particularly in light of uh, the dynamics to do with Russia's invasion of Ukraine? You know, um, Merkel never used to like to talk about her legacy. She always said that it's for historians to talk about and to judge. But, I mean, you know, there is no doubt that there has been a reassessment of her in Germany, in Europe, and in the world since the beginning of the invasion of the Ukraine. And and that's particularly true in Germany. Um, People are looking back at her politics um, and policies, and particularly in terms of security and energy. And they're looking back at what, what she could have done. And 
I mean, in the film, we kind of briefly talk, uh, go into it. Um, we were actually lucky because we were still in the edit. Um, so we could do some more follow-up interviews so, to so address went, the topic. You went back to some of the interviewees to ensure you captured the, the sort of dynamics to do with Putin and Germany's reliance on Russian fuel? Yes, at least. Um, I mean, it is not the main focus of the documentary, but we did go back. And in a way, we were lucky also because I was supposed to interview Hillary Clinton and Ben Rhodes um, the, actually the year before the it started. And But then I got COVID and I was actually, we had to cancel the interview with Hillary Clinton the day before because I was holed up in a hotel room in New York for 10 days um, recovering. But then she came to London and, and we did it actually the following April. So we could actually ask her in particular about uh, Merkel's relationship with Russia, with Putin and her thoughts on that. Of course, uh, Ben Rhodes, the former Deputy National Security Advisor of the United States, who also appears. Eva Weber is with me on RN Drive. We're talking about her new documentary called Merkel. One of my favourite memories of Uncle Merkel was during a news conference with Donald Trump. And he attempted a joke, basically suggesting that the one thing that uh, Merkel and he had in common was that they'd both been wiretapped by the Obama administration. Her face in that moment is so priceless. You see, you actually see a little girl in there, almost, there's a bit of glee and also a bit of squirm. It really reveals a different side to her. You know the moment I'm talking about. Absolutely. And I love it. Um, it's one of my, equally, it's one of my favourite bits. I really wanted to have it in the film at the end, we, we, we didn't. What for me was so important actually in this film is to capture her sense of humor. Because I mean, she was, I mean, she seems so pragmatic, so, and a little bit boring, a little bit beige, but she has a great personality and she has incredible comic timing and her facial expressions say so much. And I really wanted to show that this in this film, because I think it's so often lost in portrayals of her. It is lost. And in the West, due to our lack of linguistic skill, you know, she often spoke in German. We never really saw her speaking in a language, uh, for example, English, that we could understand. She's actually quite funny. She's actually, her comic timing actually really does come across in this documentary. There's these quick flashes of wit and sense of humour and you know, it really was a bit of a survival tactic for her incredible 16 years in power. Absolutely. And, you know, it's also in your previous question, you said about you can see her, the young Angela Merkel. And I think in particular in the film, you see it in in the material we use, the archive, <clears throat> when she's younger. I mean, her personality really comes across and she is funny. She is witty. Um, there's an openness and vulnerability but also her intelligence. And then obviously with time, as you have to, in particular as a woman in politics, she became more controlled and guarded. But it really still, throughout, it still always came through that sense of humour, her wit, and just how sharp she was. And she used it as well to kind of, she did use it as a tactic to put down often men. You wanted to tell the story as much as possible in her own words. However, she wasn't interviewed for this documentary. I'm curious, did you ask her to participate? We did ask her and she politely declined. And that is actually what I expected. I never thought she would say she would agree to it. Um, we also invited her to the premiere of the film again. She couldn't attend. Um, and in a way, you know, it would have been wonderful to interview her. Equally, I think the archive, I mean, for me, 
this film is very much told through her own words. I yeah, try to use as much, I mean, whenever it was possible, I tried to use her words in archive to tell her own story. And that was really, really important to me. You know, at one, I mean, just as a funny aside, it's kind of like um, actually in our German premiere, we had our German premiere in her hometown in Templin and actually her her sister came to the screening. And I have to be honest, I was so nervous because I suddenly <laughs> had a sister sitting in the audience and I was like, oh my God, maybe, oh my God, how will she look at this? And did Angela send her or <laughs> will she walk back to Angela? Oh my God, what is, <laughs> it was very, very funny. And what was her sister's face like after she saw this documentary? I have to be honest, I couldn't see it. It was dark. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't dare to approach her, and I also felt it was inappropriate. And and don't be wrong, I mean, obviously we sent, I sent Angela Merkel uh, a link to this film, a permanent link, um, but it's, it is very much her that she that she wouldn't agree. And, uh, yeah. And her resistance to engage in talk of legacy was evident at the awarding of the Grosskreutz. She was uncomfortable biting her nails. You really see that side of her that is uncomfortable uh, talking about herself. Yes. I mean, I think, it. you know, Tony Blair in the film right at the beginning says, well, talks about her absence of ego. And, and I think that also comes across when people at these public honours for her, it was very much about serving the country and its people. And that's what I actually admire about her, the idea of service, that it's not about her. Um, there is a lack of political ideology. It is really about um, finding a compromise and doing the best for the country and the wider world um, according to reason. So after taking on this character study, did your feelings and opinions about Angela Merkel change? And if so, for the better or for worse? That is a very difficult question. Um, you know, there were certain surprises. I, I loved some of the archive, um, particularly the archive of the younger Mer Angela Merkel. Um, her music choices, weirdly enough, I mean, because she had that military leaving ceremony and she she requested Nina Hagen as well as Hildegard Knef to be played um, by this military orchestra. And I was, and so was the whole of Germany, very, very surprised by her musical choices. Has it changed my opinion? You know, I, I never voted for Angela Merkel. I I had, I always had problems with some of her policies, but I, over the years, have come to admire her for approach to politics. And I think that probably was only reinforced by making this film. So what's next for you? Who in the political sphere is interesting if you were to do another documentary like this. Olaf Scholz, I mean, the current German Chancellor, I can't imagine the sorts of uh, inquiry that you've done in this documentary you could do with someone like him. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to tackle another political documentary. Um, if anything, you know, there was there's one thing that I felt uh, that I really wanted to include in this film. And if I was doing anything, I would love to do a follow-up to this. And that's basically Angela Merkel's girls' camp. Um, <laughs> such a strong group of women around her. And, and they were called girls' camp. And I really wanted to include them in the film. And, and one of them has been with her since the beginning. And they're actually now writing a book together oh, about wow. Angela's time in office. And that, for me, would be a fascinating follow-up to this film. 
Well, congratulations on this film. Merkel will be released exclusively on DocPlay later this month. Eva Weber has been my guest. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.